there is so many people that aren't doing what they want to be doing or don't start something that they really do want to start or aren't passionate about what they do because they're so worried about what if it doesn't work or what if I fail or what if someone says no or whatever it may be. But as soon as you can get past that fear of rejection, I reckon it just opens up so many doors. You know, every successful business person knows their numbers inside the business. If you're driving a car, you know how far you should know how fast you're going and you should know how much fuel you've got left. But when it comes to nutrition in our bodies, like no one, like no one does it. Everyone's just guessing. My kind of motto, I guess you would say, is that flexibility is the key to sustainability. Nothing worth having comes easy. Welcome to the Seize the Yay podcast. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realize there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Holloway, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy and fulfillment along the way. Hello, lovely people. You may have seen a couple of weeks ago that I joined legend Danny Kennedy on his own chart-topping podcast, the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. And if you've ever listened to it before, you'll know he is a fountain of knowledge, giving people a fresh, simple approach to well-being and fitness and helping them achieve incredible results. He's already helped me enormously. And if you watch my stories, you'll probably have seen that I've doubled the weight that I'm lifting already in just a few short sessions. So I figured, especially as we enter summer and the silly season of splurges is upon us, we'd get Danny on to share some of his wisdom. Danny is a certified PT and strength and conditioning coach with a Cert 3 and 4 in fitness and diploma in sport and management and is all about flexibility and sustainability when it comes to workouts and nutrition. With a background in many different sports, injury led him to try his hand on stage as a men's physique athlete which helped him develop his expansive knowledge on healthy weight control, leaning up and building strength. He's also the trainer for Keep It Cleaner alongside the amazing Steph Claire Smith and Laura Henshaw, along with many other big names in the community, which is a testament to his talents. So excited to have him on the show today to share some of his top tips and how he seizes his yay. Welcome to the show, DK. Oh, it's a pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. I've just been on Danny's podcast, the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast, which is one of the top podcasts in the health chart. It's going amazingly. It was a good chat, wasn't it? I got um, I got a lot of good feedback, actually. Oh, Still that's Still getting amazing. feedback from it, so thanks for coming on. Oh, no worries. We're actually back in the same room that we did the other one in, and we've got this the little... The old recording studio. The old <laughs> studio, the old DK man cave. <laughs> we've got a little handwritten sign on the DIY door. DIY sign on the door. Yeah. Fake it to you, make it. <laughs> so my first question for all our guests is the most down-to-earth thing about you. And DK is kind of a big deal on the scene. He's a bit of a trainer to the stars and, you know, got a big podcasting audience and a big Insta profile. So we love to, like, strip back that whole 2D online persona and show the real person behind the Insta face. So what's something super down-to-earth about you? Like, do you pick your nose? Do you <laughs> strip it back? Um... So be down to earth. Well, firstly, I think you've talked me up a little bit more than what I did there, so I appreciate that. Might get you to start introing me for every time I have a chat. Oh, for sure. Um, most down to earth thing about me, if you ask my girlfriend, I reckon she would say, so like all the things that, like for example, work, training and stuff like that, I guess you could say like I'm dedicated and, and like I stick to the things like that extremely well, very goal driven. But 
things that should be done, like around the house and, and little things, <laughs> I'm extremely lazy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like thing, if you, if you only knew me at work or in like the fitness world, I guess you would say, you would think I'm like really like just get shit done. Yeah. That's what I think of you. Yeah. Daddy just goes, can I swear? I'm like, oh my God, I just dropped the F bomb before. So you absolutely can. Perfect. <laughs> Keeping shit real. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, nice. But uh, yeah, but aside from that, I'm very, very lazy in terms of like, I don't know, like cleaning up around the house. Like I'm, I'm a clean person, clean up and stuff. But like, for example, if someone tells, if I have to like, oh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Dishes? Clothes? Dishes, I'm not too bad. Clothes, I'm shocking at. Like, I'm still I'm still living out of the suitcase that I took to LA. Nice. It's that was a while ago. Bed. Oh, yeah, it was a while ago, wasn't it? So it's, <laughs> it's still next to my bed. Um, so I guess I just kind of use the excuse that it's convenient, but I really probably should just put everything away. Yeah, nice. It's so funny because I would think of you as like, you're so organized in your work. Yeah. You've got all, all your resources online and you're like, you know, bam, bam, bam with all yeah. your stuff. Can't imagine a disorganized bedroom. Yeah, well, maybe I'll put in too much time into that. We should probably <laughs> take a little bit of time and put it into stuff Not around the house. Not at all. I think that stuff around the house, like oh, there's a um, magnet on our fridge that says a clean house is a sign of a wasted mind. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you've got way too much time on your hands if your house is really clean. Exactly, you've got nothing better to do. I, th- I make sure like all the main stuff's clean, so like if someone comes over, they think I've got it under control, but really it's not under control. Yeah, well, that's all they need to know, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so tell me about your way to yay. So how did you get, you know, from, I think you were a Horsham boy, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so how yep. did you get from Horsham, old Horsham, yeah. to here? Good question. So while I was in, so growing up, I always played basketball and football. Um, I loved both of them, but basketball was always the priority. And then towards the end of year 12, I decided to do my PT course online, just separate to school, because I really, really, really enjoyed the gym. Looking back at it now, I probably enjoyed it more than the footy and basketball themselves. But at the time, I was kind of just like, oh, I want to be a basketballer. Um, but I did fall in love with the gym because it was just different. I was doing so much basketball that the gym was almost like a bit of an escape. And initially, I hated the gym. Really? I hated it, yeah. Never like, would have known. With a passion. And then eventually started to really enjoy it, obviously. And um, anyway, fast forward, I, f- I finished year 12. I just decided I was going to quit basketball and um, got a call to basically um, come down to Melbourne for basketball full-time for two years. Wow. So within the space of like 24 hours, I'd made the decision to quit. And then the next day, I was moving to Melbourne for basketball. Oh my gosh! Real bizarre. So you that happened. Time. Yeah, it happened real quick. So I, as soon as I finished year twelve, moved here, um, did basketball two years full time at the Australian College of Basketball. Was still loving my training. Did a lot of my own kind of research and trial and error and stuff with nutrition and training, and uh, started to kind of, I guess, not figure it out, but kind of sift through all the the bullshit I guess with the nutrition stuff and actually started seeing results myself Mm -hmm. because I'd always been a very skinny person like I was 20 kilos less than what I am now at the same height whoa nuts yeah Um, so after two years of the basketball I had ankle reconstruction which at the time was just like devastating but it was a blessing in disguise because I eventually started PTing um, not long after that once I could start walking and stuff again and had every intentions to go back to basketball but didn't miss it as much as what I thought I would after a while and started personal training, really started to build up the business a little bit, realised that there was more to life than basketball, um, <laughs> which was good fun. There was, th- there was more stuff to do on the weekends and things that I probably hadn't done much growing up because I'd always just been so focused on basketball. And then that year decided to compete in a bodybuilding show, which at the time was just so left field. Like it was just like, no, none of my friends had ever done it. Like it was something that in the back of my mind I thought I'd do one day, 
but again, it was just one of those decisions that happened real quick. I didn't even tell anyone about it until like the week I did it. Oh my god! Um, but I think again another blessing in disguise because I ended up, you know, I've done a, a fair few shows since. But the best thing about it is that it helped me kind of document the way that I could go from not out of shape, but like get down to contest shape, getting really really lean. Um, and show people that it's actually not that hard. And the way that I was doing it is the way that I was getting any uh, any of my clients to do it as well, or a professional athlete, or anyone. The process was still the same. So I was able to use like my social media and YouTube and stuff like that to to I guess document the whole journey of how I was approaching my nutrition and training, and that helped grow the business. And um, so I was personal training, obviously, and doing some strength and conditioning stuff, and. I started helping out a few friends online because they were seeing that I was starting to see results and obviously they'd known me as someone just skinny as and <laughs> all this. So I was starting to put on a bit of size and stuff. and Dem gains. Dem gains, yeah. Hashtag gains. <laughs> and, uh, did you start that? I feel like you, you started it. <laughs> I did definitely not start it. May have used it a few times though. Yeah. Um, but I started helping out a few friends with some diet stuff because um, I'd just been so interested in it myself. Like I said, I'd... I deferred my um, uni degree for exercise and sports science. I hadn't actually done any like proper, I guess, um, nutrition qualifications, but I'd done so much trial and error, so much research that I found a method that was scientifically backed and it worked. So helped a few friends, they saw results and then eventually got to the point where I was like, I may as well start making a little bit of money off this online coaching side of stuff. And then, yeah, I guess fast forward a few years, more than a few years. Now it's kind of like 50-50, like I'm putting in obviously a shitload of time with the personal training and um, strength and conditioning stuff, whether it be you know, general population stuff, um, athletes, obviously doing the Keep It Cleaner stuff now, which is um, awesome with Steph and Laura, yeah. which is great. And then the online side of things, which has opened up so many doors and allowed me to travel and network with some really awesome people like yourself. And <laughs> part of the online stuff eventuated with the, with the podcast as well. So that's been going now for nearly three years and as we spoke about on on my show the other week like it just gives you the ability to network with so many people build relationships reach so many more people um and yeah like i just love it basically so now it's i put in again if you ask my girlfriend i put in too much time to it but everything kind of is just based around growing the the or not growing the business well Growing the business, yes, but the purpose of me growing the business is to, to reach more and more people. Like I want to help as many people as I possibly can. So with personal training, it's obviously fantastic because I can do it face-to-face and, and firsthand see the differences that I'm able to help people with. But the online coaching side of things just opens up so many doors because I can reach so many more people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You're not limited help. to like your physical ability to be in front of someone. Yeah, exactly right. So you know, as they say, like if you find something you love, it never feels like work. Um, so for me, it doesn't feel like work. I wake up and it's what I want to do, which is awesome. So that kind of brings us to where we are today, I guess. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think one of the best things about you is like it's a very, very trendy industry in, to be in now, like health and wellness and fitness, and we're just bombarded by so much information that's often contradictory and conflicting and all just so many scientific terms and it's really really hard to find your way in this world but one of the things that's so great about you is firstly your client base even just among the one the people who are really well known like you've got some really big names under your belt they're so different their yeah. goals you know you've got Klimi who's like a you know an Olympian mm. all the way to like 
everyday people who have much, much more, you know, probably smaller size goals and yeah. you're or you've got bodybuilding people or you've got people who just want summer toning yeah, or you've yeah, got yeah. people who have health issues. Like you've you're crossing such a wide cross section of people and seem to be one of the very few who have been able to tailor it to everyone like yeah. you're not there's no bright line rules there's no names for diets there's mm. no you know formula you yeah. sort of just cut through the shit and make it really simple like I actually for so many different things I always think of Danny first it's like someone's doing bodybuilding I'm like you need to lose weight but you need to do it in a sustainable healthy way and you actually want to eat more calories go yeah. to Danny yeah. <laughs> or if you're training for a comp or if you want to like increase your lifting ability by 10 kilos go to Danny like yeah. if you want anything it's like go to Danny you know everything and oh, I even I even brought my mum to you the other day because yeah, she's was had great. Was great. she's in her 60s and you know she was yeah. like he's just he's not ageist he's not convoluted with all the different words and it doesn't make it confusing you just simplify everything and that's really unique yeah well that's what i've always tried to do firstly thanks thanks very much <laughs> yeah, you're um, welcome. but that's what i've always tried to do is is like you said sift through all the crap and and show people that it, it isn't that difficult um so when i explain nutrition or training to someone i want i want people to realize that it, it isn't rocket science it's very simple anyone can do it like i said the the method I'll, that i'll give you is same for nutrition is the same method that i'll give a professional athlete or um someone like your mom or, or anyone and someone competing in a bodybuilding show it's all the same stuff it's just obviously tailored to what your specific goal is but my kind of motto i guess you would say is that flexibility is the key to sustainability so oh, like you said in like like you said it's so saturated now in the health and fitness industry which in a way is good because it means that there's more and more pe people getting involved but with that comes the confusion of what should I do? Like there's so many different options and that's people often get caught in that trap of, you know, hopping from one diet to the next or mm. one training program to the next and it's all just confusion. Like we were talking about it the other day with your mum. It's like you're so people are so confused as to what they're doing that their stress levels are so high because they never know whether they're doing the right thing or mm. they, they don't spend long enough to even see results on one thing so they never know whether it works. But you know in my opinion especially with nutrition like there's for me it's like one approach and all diets fit under that approach and mm -hmm. that's what i try and preach to people is that if you're vegan then the way that i that i approach my nutrition works for you if you're someone that loves to have a few drinks on a friday night then it still works for them as well if it's if you're someone that is really strict and just sticks to you know your quote-unquote bro foods or like yeah, <laughs> your bodybuilding foods it works for you and that's that flexibility and it allows everyone to follow the same approach and um, I guess with my message, I've just tried to keep it the same. So I can't remember whether we were talking about it the other day, but initially when I first started posting stuff on social media about nutrition and training is that I said right from the start that I was always going to post the same message or the messages that I actually believed in, yeah. regardless of whether people... Agreed with them. Regardless of whether it was like the most eye-catching thing <laughs> or, or whether it was the, the craze at the time. Like I knew that what I was doing worked, so I just wanted to keep my message the same and stick to that same message over and over and over again. I think it's now starting to get to a point where people are kind of seeing that I have stuck with the same thing and that it does work. So mm. that's what's been kind of enjoyable and rewarding recently especially is that even though like the audience is starting to get a bit bigger or I'm able to help more and more people, it's like it's the same shit I've been doing the whole time. It's just now that people are catching on to it yeah. or it's now that I'm able to reach more people so you can have more of an impact. Yeah, well, it's which results. Awesome. results is what everyone is really after in the end and I think we get so stuck on 
I need to be healthy, that that's it becomes all about the method and not about whether it's actually doing something for you. We just get yeah. like, oh, I'm clean eating and I, I'm obsessively clean eating, which means I must be healthy. But that's people it. become really detached from, are you strong? Do you have energy? Mm. Are you actually achieving what you want to achieve? And now people, there's been enough time now for it to filter through and you'll recognize for that. Like the fact that you align so strongly with the Keep It Cleaner Girls because yeah. you're appealing to a wider audience. They have the same amazing message that everyone can embrace their their best self and their best nutrition and health and fitness mm. and the app just relaunched again recently just relaunched it's, yeah, tell it's us about super it. cool so there's so many great features on there and like you said like the girls have such a good message and i think the reason why their audience is so engaging is because of that same reason their message has always been the same mm. and they're not you know they're not posting products that they don't believe in or they're not posting stuff to try and make some make a quick dollar it's like they genuinely care, and yeah. then I feel like I, I'm the same. So I think that, like you said, that maybe that's why it's kind of worked so well, my relationship with them and um, and the program. But the app has just launched. Definitely go to the Keep It Cleaner Instagram or Stefan Laura's Instagram and check out um, the app and, and download the app and try the program if you haven't already because the feedback we've been getting is awesome. People genuinely love it, and the girls have put in a lot, a lot of time to the to the new program and um, we've we've got some really cool content and, you know, like I said before, I'm the same. Like, I wouldn't do something if I didn't genuinely think it was legit or it was going to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can 100% say that, that the program is really, really good um, and, like I said, the feedback and the results that the girls that are on it and guys that are on it have been seeing is, is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So along the way, have you had any NATA? It sounds like, you know, things have fallen really into place as you've figured out where your calling is and what, what you're good at, what you're not good at, and you seem to also know your body pretty well. But has there been anything that's come up that's been an obstacle to you seizing your yay? Like the injury obviously can, yeah. can get you in a pretty bad mindset when you're so physical and, and active. Has there been anything else that sprung up? that's been an obstacle oh for sure it's funny like I, I was thinking about the I think about this fairly often actually I've never actually talked about it on the podcast or or on any podcast guys so you gotta, this is exclusive yeah, material lean in turn the volume up yeah <laughs> it's, it's nothing are we recording gra- yes we are recording <laughs> um, but I think so so growing up as a junior like you know like I said I was always always loved football and basketball basketball was always my choice like my number one choice but I missed out on like literally everything Pretty much everything that I tried tried to get into. DK. Play sad music. No. I know. Where's your violin, buddy? <laughs> no, but like in terms of like um, things like state teams and yeah. all those things, like, yeah, there was plenty of stuff that I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to do and make and, um, you know, compared to maybe the average basketball, like there was heaps of highs, which is awesome. And like I, I loved it, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't have done it. But there was just so many, so many setbacks that even people like my mum and dad were like, Time after time, I was like, is it even worth it? Like, why are you doing it to yourself? Like, mm. why do you keep doing this when clearly, you know, maybe there's something else you should be doing or, or stuff like that, which at the time, like, is heartbreaking. Yeah, it's crushing. Um, and, but I think, oh, I, I know that, like, all of that kind of, I guess, rejection and missing out on so much stuff and constantly being told no has kind of, like, helped me so much to the point now where I just don't give a fuck if someone says no about stuff. So, like, we talk about, um, you know, the amount of opportunities that have come up or that I've been lucky to kind of have in this industry has purely been because I haven't been afraid to ask for it or reach out to someone and ask something without any hesitation of them saying no. Like, I just really couldn't care because it's happened so much or, like, I've missed out on so much stuff or haven't made 
certain things that it's just to the point now where it's just like if it happens, it happens. It doesn't bother me. And I think there is so many people that aren't doing what they want to be doing or don't start something that they really do want to start or aren't passionate about what they do because they're so worried about what if it doesn't work or what if I fail or what if someone says no or whatever it may be. But as soon as you can get past that that fear of rejection, I reckon it just opens up so many doors. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's even weird. Like sometimes you kind of like, oh, it kind of excites you if something doesn't go well because yeah. it's like, all right, and that makes me even more fired up to make sure something even better happens next time or... Um, so I, I hope that answers the question yeah, a little bit. Obviously, the one. injury and stuff was just at the time just devastating, but it has been the biggest blessing. Because if I had have, if it hadn't have happened, who knows what I'd be doing? Like I obviously, in some capacity, would be involved in the health and fitness world, but you know maybe I'd still be trying to play basketball, and maybe I wouldn't be as happy as I am now because because of the fact that I wouldn't might not have made something that I wanted to make. Or you know, I don't yeah, know. Totally, I had um, our guest who. Her episode actually just came out this morning, Agapi Stasinopoulos, who's Ariana Huffington's sister. And one of her f- best quotes from the episode was that everything she has that's good now is the result of not getting what she thought she wanted. How good is that? And that's everyone who yeah. I know who's living a life of seizing their yay now is because they went through some shit and it sorted out the stuff that really wasn't meant for them anyway. And exactly. You, it builds that character and resilience. And, you know, to anyone out there right now who's going through that phase, you just have to trust the process that it's yeah. either because you're going to come back bigger and better and try again and get a better opportunity or it's because that opportunity wasn't meant for you anyway. And it's just what you make of it. Exactly. And, and you even see so often that for certain people that it does, like things do happen easily or things do fall into place early on. And, you know, later down the track, you know, with, without sounding rude or whatever, like a lot of the time those people are the ones that don't, like if, if they have a bit of adversity or whatever, they're much more likely to just pull the pin or throw in the towel a bit earlier if it if things don't work out the way they think it's going to work out. So, yeah, like I'm pretty, like I am very grateful for the fact that a lot of stuff didn't go as planned early on because it kind of like made me who I am now. Yeah, and so you actually mentioned that yesterday you took a day off and I was actually like, oh, amazing. I'm so glad to hear that you do take days off because I forget that, you know, people like you who are helping people all day, every day, you, you're not, when we're training with you, you're not training. Yeah. So how do you make time for, I call it play TA? What yeah. are the things that you do that aren't related to your job? Like I think because it's your passion, it's similar to, to me. I've, my passion is my profession, which means that I get my whole identity really wrapped up in what I do and what my output is and who I'm helping. Yeah. And, and the podcast, again, it's yeah. like, that's, technically a hobby which is for my joy but then again it's taking up time that has a Mm. purpose and we don't end up doing anything just for fun anymore so is there anything that you do on your days off apart from obviously fit in your own training how do you find time for yourself how do you find danny that's not a trainer and a coach and that's not related to fitness and wellness what do you do outside of that if you do anything at all. Yeah, look, like even <laughs> yesterday, like the day, the fact that I didn't come in yesterday was pretty, is very rare. Um, and yeah, look, there's there's definitely things that I enjoy that are outside of it. But uh, whether it's a good or a bad thing, um, for me, I don't see it as a bad thing. But like, because I do enjoy what I do so much, like a lot of the time things that people would from the outside in would see as work or things that I'm not switching off with, for me, like I enjoy it because yeah. it, it is going towards whatever my overall goal is. But I do struggle with switching off. Like I'm horrible at it. Like, do you take holidays? All, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. 
even on holidays, like I struggle to not do something. I'm the type of person who, if I'm if I am on a holiday and I haven't done any work that day, I just feel lazy or I feel like I've wasted the day. Even if I even if I know that I should be just relaxing and chilling out, I just struggle with that. So yeah, I'm probably not definitely not the greatest at actually switching off and doing things outside of work and and stuff where I'm just completely away from the whole fitness side of things. But I think it's 50-50. Like for me, I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing, but on the other hand, I do know that I need to get better at it because when on the rare, rare chance that I do switch off completely or do go and do something with friends like I love spending time with obviously my girlfriend and, mm. and friends and family and stuff like that and there'll be occasions where we go and do stuff and I do completely switch off the dip, I do notice a difference when I come back to work or the next day like I do notice a difference of how more refreshed you feel and stuff like that and um, and motivated but yeah, I don't know if that really answers the question. But no, I feel yeah, it does. I think that's the age-old struggle when you love what you do is that you don't want to set any boundaries because you're so involved and passionate and excited about what you're doing and then you see the impact of you getting excited and mm. then you're like, well, I don't really have an incentive to take a break. But I also feel like you sometimes get stale from that and that's when you get in that mindset of, like, I don't want to stop work because I'm behind now because I'm stale, but the only way to really get fresh ideas and motivation is to get some distance yeah and like i took that from our episode how you were saying that you've like some of your best ideas have been at times where it has nothing to do with work or you're mm. getting away and just and trying to refresh and um that's definitely something i want to try and implement as well but i guess another thing that i've tried to add in because of the fact that i don't take enough time away is the is meditation um amazing which regardless of whether it's five minutes 10 minutes 20 minutes whatever it is um i guess that's that very small amount of time of the day where i can switch off like I'm getting better at it now mm. initially when I started I'd like would be the last person you'd expect to meditate yeah. even now like if, if you didn't know that I meditated and I told you you'd be like no yeah way. you told There's me in our episode chance. and I was yeah. like okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I make an effort to do it daily and I think that's definitely helped I think if that tops you up as well like if you're doing little things each day it never mm. builds up to be so big that you explode and, yeah. and like have a breakdown. If you're doing those small self-maintenance things each day, yeah. that's when it, it all builds up. But in terms of relationship, like Nick and I work together, so it's even harder to kind of get boundaries between work and play. But do you and your girlfriend have date nights? Like what do you do for a date night? Are you Netflix and chill or are you like out, uh, out to a bar or are you... We don't mind. Uh, not so much out to a bar. Like we, we both like to party, but, uh, <laughs> but not so much. Like we wouldn't just randomly go out and and get pissed together or whatever like <laughs> a lot of the time we like we love to go out for dinner go and have some nice food and then go see a movie or whatever and we're both like obsessed about dogs so <gasps> oh yeah puppies too. like god oh, we spend so much like i reckon the end of every day i'll check my facebook and there'll be at least like 15 tags of <laughs> dog videos or dog pictures on facebook so i guess that's something that we that we both like to do and we do both like travel we just uh, we just probably need to make more time to do it. So, um, especially more so on my part. But she's um, she's an occupational therapist, so she's got oh, awesome. a fair bit of work commitment now as well. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think you and Nick would be very similar, but we probably need to put in more effort to to do those things where it is completely separate and and lock things in. I think like I'm a big believer of if you I use like a diary every morning. Like I use my phone, but I've found actually physically writing things down, whether it be daily goals, um, weekly goals setting out your day in terms of clients or your to-do list or whatever it is if you actually lock things in and and permanently put them in there then it then it actually gets done yeah it's so not as overwhelming not, either when it's like out of your brain you don't have to yeah. think about it so whether or not that is going in and blocking out a whole day or a whole night for stuff non-related to work and spending time with your partner i don't know what it is but 
Mm. Um, definitely an area that I need to improve on. Yeah. Well, I, I also think you probably aren't doing it because you're not as pent up and needing a break. You know, I feel like your body, you're, you're obviously quite in tune with your body now after all the years of like paying attention to it, that if you've got a good balance going on and you're not needing time off, like maybe you don't need it as much as the average person because you're pretty balanced during the day, which is awesome. Yeah. Like, it's I, more it the people who aren't aware. Of, it is conflicting because I... Uh, you I'm, tell your I'm clients. Kinda glad, I'm kind of glad that you said that because, I, cause yeah, I do tell my clients that. And um, even now, like when we're talking about it now, although I'm saying like, yeah, I need to get better, better at it, in the back of my head, I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. Like, like I'm yeah. like, like I don't necessarily feel like I need to because mm. I do feel a lot, probably more stressed or more anxious, um, more um, out of whack when I am not doing what I like to do or what I am when I'm not doing my usual routine type of thing. Mm. So maybe I don't. Yeah, and I love that because I think one of the great things about you is that you're very much like, I don't care what everyone else is saying is the right thing to do. There are too many stock standard rules about things like you should have balance, you should have rest, you should have this amount of play and this amount of rest and eight hours of this and eight hours of that. But if, if you've found what works for you, everyone's different. Everyone needs a different amount of sleep. Yep. Everyone's body is wired differently. I just need a lot of sleep. So I'm very much always talking about get more sleep, get more rest, yeah. eat well, like meditate and take days off. But some people don't need that. They don't thrive off it. So the most important thing is to find what you do need and then stick to that and don't let anyone else convince you to do anything else. Exactly right. Just because that's it. Just because someone else says that it's the most optimal thing or it's even when it's been proven to be the most optimal thing, like something I say a lot with nutrition and training is that the most optimal program is useless if you can't stick to it or if you don't enjoy it. Mm. So it's all well and good if there's a new training program that's come out that scientifically is the best thing to do for fat loss. If you absolutely hate it and not going to stick to it, it doesn't fit in with your lifestyle and you just don't enjoy it, then it's pointless. Yeah. Because you're not going to stick to it and what's the point of doing it? Yeah. Like well, so many same. people are doing things because they think they have to. Yeah. It even comes back to like it's obviously um, this is a bit easier said than done, but even even things like jobs, like I'm a massive believer in mm. like so many people are doing jobs that they just don't genuinely enjoy. Because they feel like you have to, like you go to school, you go and buy a house, yeah. get married or whatever, and, <laughs> yeah, and like go and work at a job, and you're not meant to enjoy your job. It's just there to make money, like yeah, like that. Yeah, totally, totally. And obviously, you know, people people have like financial obligations. Exactly and they, right. You that's, know, that's everyone has right, yeah. everyone has different circumstances, but at the same time, we generally tend to have a lot more control over our circumstances than most people acknowledge and exercise, yeah. which is such a shame because it's like. We don't live, you know, in the 60s and 70s where everyone has one job for their whole life and there's small business isn't recognized and there's, you know, we live in a time where there's social media that you can make a business out of nothing. So was, why not exercise it? Like, exactly. it won't last forever. So you might as well. Even things like my old man, he, he's always had a plastering business. But when he was younger, he all he wanted to do was be a cop and it just didn't, like, it just didn't happen for whatever reason. And so he's a plasterer, really good at what he did. Same thing over and over. Like he lives in the country, still lives in Horsham where like oh, I grew cute. up. So like kind of just getting in that habit of doing the same thing over and over again. And it got to like, I think it's nearly two years ago now, um, and an opportunity come up for him to join the police. <gasps> and like he did, he just finished his business, um, took a bit of a risk. And just did it. Went to the academy. He's doing it now, like loves it so much more happy. It was so cool to see like, because I knew how much he would enjoy it and love it. Yeah. Um, and how much less stress it would be instead of running your own business. Like, you know, for me, like I I personally wouldn't enjoy working for someone else. Mm. 
but for him it was just like you know is it worth all the stress just to have your own business whereas you don't even particularly enjoy what you're doing anyway and now he's doing something that he loves and it's noticeable like you can just tell the difference in how much happier it is that's amazing i also think a lot of the time i have changed my message from oh i left my job and it was the best thing ever it's not that i left my job it's that i found a job that i love it's yeah. I found a structure that suits me. Yeah. And for some people, that involves leaving being a business owner and going back to a job. For some people, the structure is better for them. Some yeah, people 100%. thrive in that environment. So it really isn't do one thing or the other. It's just do what feels better for you. And we're all, you know, I know people who have gone into business and hated it because they're totally distracted from their talents when they're doing accounting yeah, and yeah. admin and all that f- insurance and management and all the stuff that you have to do in the background. They're way better when they only have to think about turning up, doing their skill and going home. Yeah, and that's cool as well. Yeah, which is awesome. So I think, This yeah. comes back again to not necessarily doing what you think you have to do, more so doing what, what suits you and um, what's going to make you happy and, and playing to your strengths. Yeah. So I also thought that this would be a nice occasion to do a bit of a practical Seize the A segment. (laughs) And because you're just a fountain of knowledge, we've actually, with mum, we went through Mm. um, just the basics of nutrition. And I have obviously through Matrimaiden and through our businesses and through my own journey, like been through, I can't even tell you how many nutritional resources I've looked up and how much stuff I've, you know, tried and gone through and blah, blah, blah. But you just seem to compress everything and just condense it all into this super, super simple, super flexible, every other theory fits within it somewhere and just made it so easy. So could you share that? Because I think everyone out there, not everyone, but most people out there are looking for that kind of simple information of what is the right thing to eat, whether they're trying to maintain weight, lose weight, gain weight, whatever it is. I love that it applies to all of those things because, yeah. you know, I don't need to lose weight. So I'm not necessarily looking at a lot of the diets that other women are looking at, but I'm also not trying to gain weight. I'm just like, what's a healthy maintenance? But I don't know. Yeah, I exactly. don't know what my macros, I don't know what any of that stuff is. Yeah. So you drew a nice little diagram. I did. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was nice, it was a diagram. <laughs> and I also love that a lot of it involves eating more, which Definitely. again is counterintuitive. So can you go through a few of those little you know, hacks that we wouldn't have, most people probably wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, sure. So uh, I guess the the example I used the other day with yourself and your mum is that, you know, every successful business person knows their numbers inside the business. If you're driving a car, you know how far, you should know how fast you're going and you should know how much fuel you've got left. But when it comes to nutrition and our bodies, like no one, like no one does it. Everyone's just guessing. So if you see results, you know, eating like quote unquote eating clean food just doesn't cut it. Yeah. Um, because even if you're seeing results, you don't necessarily know how you got there. If you don't see results, you don't know why you didn't achieve your goal. Mm. So I'm a big believer in knowing your numbers, and in particular, the two main ones that I'm, I'm really um, adamant about is knowing at least roughly your calorie intake and your protein intake. Mm-hmm. Most people have no idea how much protein they're taking in, and majority of people aren't taking in anywhere enough as we figured out. Yeah. <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> yes, I... Um, have always been really aware that I needed to have a lot of protein, particularly if I'm lifting weights or you know yeah. doing a lot of like um, resistance work, but just had no awareness. You know, I you know again comes back to that thing of oh you shouldn't count calories. Like I you know, didn't want to look like I was being too intense about my nutrition, so yeah. I was just like nah whatever I'll just eat what feels good and when I'm hungry. But I missed a huge 
a whole section of what you say the most important part is my protein intake. I was down to like 30 grams a day or something. Yeah. And then uh, you know, I've had adrenal fatigue, so I was like, why am I tired all the time? Because I'm not fueling my body with what I need You're 110 grams. Enough. Like yeah. I was getting 30 out of 110 and just not knowing. And I'm pretty aware of my nutrition. Exactly right. And it, it, again, it just comes down to knowing your numbers. So, you know, I'm, I'm completely aware of the fact that not everyone is as into it as what I am, and that's cool. Like something that I say a lot is that close enough is good enough when it comes to knowing your numbers with nutrition. So mm-hmm. if I have a new client, I'll I'll teach them how to use a, a calorie tracking app. And a lot of the time when people first hear that, they're just like, you know, no way. Like it's too intense. Like like you just said, it's, I can't be bothered with it. Mm-hmm. It's literally like two minutes at the start of your day is going to make the difference between whether you see results or whether you don't. Mm. Um, and I try and really teach people that it's not so much what you're eating because there's no such thing as fat loss or muscle building foods. You know, there's n- there is no such thing. Mm. You can eat you can eat way too much chicken, breast, brown rice and broccoli and gain <laughs> weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? But why all of a sudden when someone wants to lose weight do they start eating that shit? Mm. So I tell people to continue to keep eating and drinking the, the food and drinks that they enjoy, but they need to know their numbers. So instead of knowing what you're eating, focusing on how much and keeping it consistent. Because if I say to you today, all right, uh, your, your maintenance intake, so the amount that you eat to maintain your body weight is, let's just use a really random example, let's say 1,900 calories, mm. let's say 2,000 calories, right? Mm. This is as hard as it gets when it comes to losing fat or building muscle is to, for you to lose weight, you consistently need to be under 2,000. If you're consistently eating over 2,000, you're going to gain weight. Mm. It doesn't get any any harder than that. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's other factors that come into play, such as stress, your hydration, whether you're actually training well, whether you're really being consistent and stuff like that. But in the grand scheme of things with body composition, so like whether you gain weight, lose weight or maintain it, if you're below your maintenance, you will lose fat. That's in a calorie deficit. Like I showed you on that that shitty diagram the other day, <laughs> is that most people like when hard. they you know when they start a fat loss phase go to extremes. So mm. their maintenance might be around two thousand, but to lose weight, they're they're eating at like one thousand. Yeah, thinking that that's what they need to do. Like more is better, but sometimes less is more, and most of the time it is. So if your maintenance is two thousand, you really only need to be eating you know, between 1,700 and 1,900 and consistently sticking at that yeah. and you're going to see results. And the reason why it's so important to know your numbers is because if you had been eating at, you know, X amount of calories consistently for a few weeks and you weren't seeing results, it's as simple as saying, all right, we're going to take a little bit more or we're going to increase your energy output. Mm. And that's all That's all there is to it. You literally have two options to kickstart that fat loss again. Mm. Whereas if you're, quote, unquote, eating clean mm. and you don't see results, what do you do? Eat cleaner? Yeah, there's no way to there's, there's nowhere to go. There's that. nowhere to go. We don't know we don't know what's working. We don't know what is working, what isn't working. So it literally takes a guesswork out of it. And you know, like I can confidently say any client that I've ever worked with that's that's taken the time and it doesn't take long at all. Like anyone can learn like we were, I was showing your mum the other day for what, twenty, thirty minutes and yeah. by the time she left it had just kind of opened up a whole new world and understanding of how it all works mm. and it is so simple and and as I mentioned at the start of the show these are the same methods that I'm using to step on a bodybuilding stage or uh, I'm giving the average Joe who comes into the gym and just wants to lose a few kilos for summer or a professional athlete who needs to train at their absolute peak performance mm. day in day out and it goes the other way too for you know Nick comes and trains here and needs to know how to like put on some weight because he's lost yeah. muscle mass or something like it's so cool to see that it goes both ways definitely and and you know, the biggest thing that, that I find with when, when people do take the time to learn is the confidence of knowing that they're in control of your result, of their results. Mm. So you are in complete control 
Like, and it's I'm sustainable. Like I think the oh. hardest thing is um, when you drew it on the diagram that some people, if if say for example your goal is to lose a couple of kilos then you drop like so far below the line. So your maintenance level is like the straight line across. You drop so far below that, yeah, of course you're going to lose weight in the start, but yeah. then it's not sustainable because you're starving or because you're you know, you're just doing it in this way that's going to last a week. But what's going to last you months? What's yeah. going to keep you also exactly right. functional? You don't want to lose so much weight that you lose your brain. Lose your muscle masses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also like your energy. We all need to like that's do jobs. That's definitely right. And like it, if you're trying to lose body fat, you don't, like I think straight away when people think they need to lose weight or whatever, it's automatically mentally paired with I'm going to feel like shit, this is going to suck mm. and it's temporary. The word diet means temporary. Mm. So I don't, want, I don't want you on a diet. I mm. want you eating towards whatever your goal is. So for me, I'm eating exact same stuff regardless of whether I'm trying to get as shredded as possible or at the moment I'm trying to build muscle mass. It's all the same stuff. I'm just eating more quantities now and I'm mm. more consistent with it. But in saying that, like... If I do want to go out for dinner on Friday night and have a few drinks at dinner, I don't have to get to Friday and go, all right, stuff it. Today I'm off the you know diet mm. and I'm just going to go out and do whatever. I can go, all right, today I'm going out for dinner tonight. This is probably what I'm going to have. I'm going to have a few glasses of wine or whatever it is, chuck it in the app, work the rest of my day around it, and the next day wake up knowing that I'm still on track with whatever my goal is mm. without stressing about it, without feeling like I've gone off the diet and feeling shitty because... You know, if you're following a, a diet or a meal plan, you you feel shit when you go off it, yeah. or you don't stick to it. And so, so you're much creating guilt. that bad relationship with food, which yeah. is what I try and prevent or or help with people that that I start to work with. And even things like the other day, we spoke about how you know often things like low carb diets or or low fat diets or high fat diets are all paired with you know it's that correlation versus causation. Mm. You see someone who doesn't eat carbs, and you think, oh, carbs must be bad, but you know, carbs don't make you gain weight. Fats don't make you gain weight. Consistently eating too many calories does. Mm. So if I can educate people on how simple it actually is, because it really is that simple. And once I got the hang of that, that's when everything changed for me. Mm. And that's when I knew that what I was doing was effective. And, and it's not a short-term thing. It's something that if I work with you, then ideally after, you know, two weeks, three weeks, you don't actually need me. <laughs> and you can follow this approach for the rest of your life without ever feeling like there's a start and end date. Yeah, it's so cool that it's just a sustainable framework mm. and you have some numbers as a guideline and you literally just plonk in whatever foods you like to eat. Yeah. And I think like there's ice cream in there, there's chocolate, like you can literally just fit everything around so that it, it fits into the framework. Yeah. There's no like you can't eat this food group, you should eat this food group. There's just like these are the boundaries and everything can fit around it and across the course of a day as well. So it's not yeah. just like cheat meal here or whatever. Everything's just this continuous flow of yeah. of balanced eating. It's amazing. And yeah, well, your nutrition should work around your lifestyle, not the opposite way. Yeah, totally. I see so many people, like especially when they are trying to lose weight, like their whole life changes because of the fact they want to lose weight. Like that's ridiculous. Mm. That is absolutely ridiculous. Like you can't go out with friends because you're trying to lose weight or you have to eat at this time, you can't eat at this time or you have to avoid these foods. Like... That should never be the case. Yeah. Oh, if, I so can change that, if I can change that, then that's that's a win for me. Yeah. And like I, I say this all the time, like it's actually a shitty business model. I'm trying to teach you <laughs> to eat so you don't need me yeah. ever again. <laughs> yeah. um, but Which but is why we all trust you because yeah, we know that exactly. you're not trying to create this dependence, even though I'm sure I was just saying to Danny the other day, like, how do you deal with the fact that every time anything happens now, we all call you like, Danny, what, <laughs> what should I do? Should I lift one more kilo? Should I eat one more piece of broccoli? <laughs> um, and what about training? and sleep and hydration 
then what are some other small tweaks or small tips that you know people wouldn't normally expect or a complete beginner for example actually even like I'm I wouldn't I would say I'm quite advanced in fitness and wellness and the nutrition world just because of my job but I still I still find all the time that stuff comes up that I'm like wow that is a great hack. Like the fact that if your brain is even 2% dehydrated, it affects cognitive function the same way as alcohol. Crazy, huh? Like small things like that. Is there anything, any pearls of wisdom you can Hyd- leave us Hydration with? is definitely one of the most underrated factors of you know, performance, your mental clarity, whether or not you're losing fat, whether you're sleeping well, training well, how good your skin is. Like hydration is so important and, and no, nowhere near enough people get it right mm-hmm. and you know there is plenty of little formulas and stuff you can use to figure out how, roughly how much water you should be drinking but i always just say drink more <laughs> yeah like whatever you're having when in now, doubt <laughs> whatever you're having now drink more water yeah um and that's that's probably the first thing and, and i've even had i'll give Klimi as an example right when we first started working together we were getting him ready for a photo shoot and like for starters he was like all right what are we going to do with nutrition i was like all right nutrition stays exactly the same i want you to increase your water by I think it was like, I want you to drink two more liters of water per day. And after a week, he's like, oh, holy shit. Like, I feel so good, <laughs> sleep so much better, performing so much better, I look so much better. And that's, that's an Olympic athlete. Yeah. You know what I mean? So most people need to drink more water firstly. With training, um, as you would know, and, you know, we've just done our session today, like I'm really big on trying to teach people about strength training and resistance training um, and not automatically just pairing cardio with fat loss or and really teaching people the fundamentals of how it all works, like trying to build lean muscle mass and not being afraid to get in the gym, especially females. Like Mm. something that I'm really kind of stoked about at the moment is the fact that I'm getting more and more females come to me wanting to lift weights, which Mm. is awesome because you know even go back five years like a lot of females wouldn't go near a dumbbell in the gym because they're worried about getting big and bulky yeah and one of my favorite sayings you'll like this one actually (laughs) one of my favorite sayings for for people that don't want to go near weights because they think it's going to make them big bulky slow or whatever it is it's like it's like not driving your car ever because you're worried about becoming an f1 driver that's amazing it's not going to happen oh my gosh (laughs) So, so I'm just, I, again, and it all comes down to keeping things simple. Like there's no, if you come in and see me like we did today, we did three strength exercises and some conditioning at the end. There was nothing that, some crazy shit that no one's ever seen. It was like the fundamentals done extremely well, mm. quality over quantity and teaching you how to do them properly because the attention to detail does matter in terms of form and technique and stuff. And yeah, there is a place for cardio and especially with, keeping your aerobic um, capacity and cardiovascular health and stuff like that. But uh, again, it's a, it's a lot more simple than people make it out to be. There's not going to be any program that comes out in the next year, two, two years, five years, ten years that no one's ever seen before, which is going to change the world. It just The fundamentals will always work well. It's just a matter of consistency. And that's probably, to be honest, the biggest thing with nutrition, food and hydration is consistency. Yeah. You know, like a good week or a good month – is way better than a perfect day but everyone's so caught up on i'm doing i have to do everything to an absolute t it has to be hardcore like blah 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 blah. Mm. they're not going to stick to it and you know it's not going to get results in the long term i also think it then creates so much anxiety around like making a mistake or something that then you've created all this cortisol and stress in your body so nothing that you're doing can actually work for you anyway because the cortisol is just cancelling everything out exactly right like it's amazing how much cortisol and stress and anxiety and stuff does make a huge difference to your results like i even like i just had a client that just got back from greece 
she was eating more food, she was training less, and she comes back and she's like looking phenomenal. Yeah, it's like the but Mediterranean she has such a high, way. High pressure job, um, constantly like kind of stressing out about the things that don't necessarily need to be stressed about. Yeah, um, and it does make it extremely difficult. Yeah, so Danny has written an amazing, amazing article that I just have been all over since uh, I got it a couple of days ago that just breaks down all the nutrition stuff that we were just talking about and also gives like a baseline formula to work out based on your body weight and your activity and your um, needs what some ideal guidelines are. That Are you happy for us to for me to share it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think people would benefit enormously from that like i printed yeah. it out and put it out because i was like oh my god this is the solution to everything <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> but yeah so i'll share that in the show notes and of course links to uh danny's socials and his amazing podcast because he's had some epic guests and it's just a, an amazing cross-section of of different fitness and lifestyle tips um but just to finish up one of my favorite questions to finish on is what are the three things about you that don't usually come up in interviews. Spun, so not necessarily, <laughs> yeah, like fun facts, like not necessarily about wellness or your job or kicking goals or anything, just like an allergy or a phobia or, you know, all that random stuff that's like human about you that people don't usually hear. Yeah. All right. So first one, which we've already spoke about, is my love of dogs. Yep. Like I'm obsessed with dogs. Yep. Nice. Dog whisperer. Dog whisperer, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite breed? Favorite breed? I'm not too sure. Like I'm... Um, I don't discriminate on dog, oh, nice. <laughs> dog breeds. Um, yeah, I don't really have a favourite. I'd be be happy with happy with anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, that's one. Two is oh, I absolutely love music. Like oh. I was talking to Nick before. Like not like I'm not like right into opera and all that type of stuff. <laughs> but um, Going to the but symphony like, orchestra. I, I reckon I spend like if I'm not talking to someone or at work, I'm listening to music. Like when I'm working in the car or, or like podcasts or something like that but I constantly just listen to music genre um a bit of a mix like hip hop R&B like I love the like the electric type of stuff like yeah. the EDM stuff as well yeah me There's too time and a place for all that type yeah. of stuff <laughs> yeah 9am um, in your car in the traffic <laughs> like yeah getting G'd up at 5.30 on the way yeah. to work it's good um and then the other thing um, I'm trying to think of something that's actually interesting. It's not interesting at all, but uh, I, I really, really, really like like motocross, like motorbikes. Oh, like I'm obsessed with it. Like I'll watch it every round, like throughout the year. No even, way. Even as a kid, I like loved going out to watch it. Do you have a bike? No, no, never have. Just like it. Just love it. Oh, do you know Jimmy? Weird. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a dirt bike. You should go. Yeah, and... I should go and hang out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the three things. Like they're not that interesting. No, you never know what people are going to find there. interesting. Not at <laughs> all. <laughs> so just the last question: What is your favorite motivational quote? My favorite motivational quote is: "Nothing worth having comes easy." Such a good one, and so true. I love how you're like. I get really fired up over a challenge, and if I'm not challenged, it's not as it's not as appealing. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. And on that note, if anyone wants to come and join me for the 24-hour sled push challenge, <gasps> yes, tell us about for that. For a great cause. This um, is not one person pushing for 24 hours, by the way. Like I feel like if anyone could do it, it would be Danny, but it's shared between multiple people pushing the sled. Tell yeah. us about it. So, so last year was the first time that I ran the event. So I had this this idea that I wanted to generate some awareness and money and raise some money around mental health um and in particular I chose beyond blue as the the um charity that we we're going to do it for Great um and I, and I wanted to do something that was just different than 
anyone else, which is pretty similar to like what I try and do all the time. But uh, <laughs> can you I, see a theme here? <laughs> yeah, it needed to be something crazy. And and to be perfectly honest, I probably should have went with twelve hours, but went with twenty four. <laughs> Um, and pushing a sled so that a sled like you would see in the gym, like a weighted sled for 24 hours nonstop up and back on a um, just on a 30-meter track in a gym uh, to raise money and awareness around mental health. And uh, last year I'd mentioned it to Klimi, who's a good friend of mine, and he was keen to jump on board as well. So uh, we did a fair bit of training and stuff for it, and last December we did our first one. Um, so we started at 6 p.m. on a Friday and went through, like, him and I pushed it the whole time all the way through till Saturday at 6 p.m. Was it just the two of you? Not just the two of us. So how it works is, like, we do oh it God, the whole time. Like, oh, my God. No. <laughs> she nearly fell off the chair. Yeah. So we, we do it the whole time. And Clemmy, unfortunately, Clemmy can't do it this year. So it'll be, I'll be going solo. But we have plenty of support. So, for example, if you decide to come down, like, you would, you would jump in and, and push it for however long you wanted to stay for. So if there was... Five of us, you'd be pushing it once every five goes. Oh, so it's okay. So one yeah. sled, so um, and we just keep that thing going for nonstop for twenty four hours. And um, last year was like definitely one of the most amazing things I've done. It was so cool, like um, the impact it had and the amount of people that came down and supported it. And we raised uh, just over ten thousand dollars last year. So this year awesome. we obviously hope to smash that and. Uh, yeah, we're doing it again the 7th till the 8th of December. Yeah, if anyone's around, um, hit up Danny's Instagram. Uh, I'm sure you'll have all the details yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. And I'll put a link to it in the notes as well because anyone can come and participate. Anyone and everyone can come down. And it's, it is such a really cool vibe and obviously it's for a great cause and um, and it's a great workout. It's workout. a great challenge, yeah. <laughs> Bloody yes, it is. <laughs> we just did a session because I'm learning how to deadlift properly um, because I figured... Smashed you know, it today as yeah, well. Oh, my God. I can't feel my butt. <laughs> <laughs> but we did um, like maybe three laps or something of the sled and I was cooked. So <laughs> definitely a good workout. A little cat nap down there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I collapsed at the end. I'll share the video later. It was really, really inspiring, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Danny, for joining us. This was absolutely amazing. So enlightening. You're so full of information. It's so wonderful. So thank you so much for sharing. I had an absolute blast. It was fun to be on the other side of the microphone. I know. For once. It was good fun. And, um, <laughs> no, thanks for having me on. I do really appreciate it. And you got an awesome show. So I'm honoured to be a guest. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you found Danny as interesting as I do. There's a reason DK is in such high demand for his practical, straight-up approach to fitness and wellness. Head over to his podcast to get weekly doses of training and well-being tips at the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. And, of course, I'll include links to that and his website and social so you can see more about his online coaching programs and more. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please do subscribe now. And if you like this episode, please take a screenshot right now on your phone and share your top learning with us from today. If you haven't seen, I've also released some Seize the Yay Quote of the Day flip books, which is so exciting, perfect timing for Chrissy, which are flying out the door. Thank you all so much for your love and support. I've been completely overwhelmed. It was another super random project that I just did for myself and then thought, oh, done all this work on designing, I might as well print some. So I'm so glad you're enjoying them. The top share from each episode from now on of the podcast will win one for themselves. So please do get tagging people. And if you do want to get yours for your yourself or for a friend or for a loved one perfect for starting 2019 on a dose of yay you can get yours at spoonfulofsarah.com slash book and they're also available on matchamaiden.com as well i hope you're having an amazing day and are seizing your yay